Hey everybody, Dr. Axe here. Hey, so excited to have a good friend of mine. We've had him on the show before, Dr. Will Cole. And Dr. Will is the author of Ketotarian. Uh, I, I read his book actually pretty recently on, on uh, inflammation. I think it was the inflammation, uh, inflammation spectrum, which was so fantastic. We talked about that last time he was on the show. And then also, um, man, today we're going to talk about intermittent fasting and a little bit more about Will. Uh, you know, Will is a, one of the um, content experts uh, featured at Goop and Mind Body Green. Uh, he's got his own podcast, which is super popular. And he has, he's one of the leading functional medicine experts around the world and having a virtual practice. So if you're looking for somebody that you can go to for your functional medicine needs, you can actually set up an appointment with him. He sees people from all over the world and consults a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes. And so I just want to say, hey, welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Will. Thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back. And it's, I love your podcast so much. And I'm, I've been waiting all week to be talking to with you. Awesome, dude. Well, I know we were texting last night and uh, just catching up a little bit. And I, mean, I love the background you got going on there. If anybody's watching on YouTube, you know, you got the cactus, there especially, <laughs> man, a few cactus. This is where, those are sweet. Love this is where I consult patients. This is my office. Okay. That I talk via webcam to people. Yeah. So I better, I, I told myself if I'm going to be here 10 hours a day talking to people online, I want this to be as zenic as it can be. So I like <laughs> it. I'm why. feeling it, man. It's good. Thanks. It's real good. All right. So we're going to talk about fasting today. We're also going to talk about keto diet. We're going to talk about uh, you know, a little bit about inflammation and ways to fight that. Um, but before we dive into that, man, I, I would love to hear from you. What got you involved in the holistic medicine space or functional medicine space? Yeah. So I grew up in a home that was interested in health and wellness. We have mutual people that, you know, I grew up with and mutual friends that grew up with. And I, uh, so I was, my dad was a bodybuilder in the eighties and nineties. And I, I thought it was normal to have your dad like lubed up and like in purple speedos and like <laughs> doing these, he was Mr. In the Mr. Pittsburgh competitions in the eighties and nineties. So like that world of fitness and bodybuilding, it kind of brings about a certain perspective around food, not always the healthiest, but it kind of was part of the health space in the eighties and nineties. So uh, what we ate at home, I learned very quickly the difference between what I ate and my friends ate at school. And, uh, I think that was very formative years for any kid. So for me, it was kind of seeing how food impacted one's health. Um, and that evolved to me wanting to learn that for myself. And so I went to a, a integrative school, Southern California University of Health Sciences, where there's a lot of different modalities. There's MDs and DCs and acupuncturists and oriental medicine doctors all kind of teaching their modalities and their, their craft within medicine. Uh, so then that I graduated knowing, knowing I wanted to be in functional medicine, but I'd be speaking about it or writing about it. So there'd be people in different states and countries that would want to learn about this or wanted to get labs and wanted to learn about their health from a functional medicine perspective. And we started one of the first functional medicine telehealth clinics over 12 years ago. We it didn't plan on this crazy time we're living through right now, but that's what my day job has been this whole time. So it's been uh, definitely a passion of mine and a heart of mine to get to the root cause of why people are going through their health issues. And that all evolved from me being that weird kid, like drinking some weird adaptogenic tonic at like nine years old. <laughs> but now it's just a little bit more to the next level. 
I love that because we do have that connection. So, you know, Dr. Dan Pompa, you know, mutual uh, friend of ours, um, you know, was in the space practice with your dad, right? Yeah. And so, and, you know, he's amazing. And, and, and he, you know, Dr. Pompa is an amazing story. The guy had uh, got chronic fatigue syndrome from getting his mercury fillings removed, the silver fillings yeah. in your mouth. They took him out the wrong way. That mercury went and actually affected his brain, his neurological system. Uh, came down with chronic fatigue, all of these sim serious symptoms, and mm -hmm. found a way to heal himself through detoxification, detoxifying heavy metals, mm -hmm. and now he's you know he 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 does some similar things that we do in terms of a yeah. lot of teaching, a lot of the, a lot of uh, a lot about fasting, a lot about keto, a lot about uh, definitely using food as medicine. Um, and he so Dan actually was a trainer at my dad's gym, Gold's Gym, like back in the day when I was little. So that's how they wow. first met, and then yeah, full circle, right? Man, that's crazy. I love hearing yeah. that. So yeah. one of the things I know you talked about, and, and I know you even touched on, on this in your book, Ketotarian, but you really talk about this benefit of doing you know, a diet that's lower in carbohydrates and really focusing on those healthy fats, but also coupling that with fasting, specifically intermittent fasting. Let's first touch on fasting. So what, you know, what are the benefits of general fasting? And then what do you love about intermittent fasting? Why is that the type of fasting that you recommend, uh, you know, the most to the patients you work with? Yeah. So I have, obviously these are tools that I've implemented in patients' lives for a long time, but it's, it's something that I wrote about, uh, in Ketotarian because, the ketogenic diet, for people that don't know, it's we're talking about a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. It's very similar and very a part of a ketogenic lifestyle because the mechanisms are very much the same. Both the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting both increase ketosis, increasing your body's ability to produce beta hydroxybutyrate, which is the ketone that all the exciting research is around. So they're both, uh, the ketogenic diet is in many ways mimicking the benefits of fasting. The same pathways are at play. If you look at the research, the same mechanisms are really being explored in the research. So uh, I see them as part of this symbiotic uh, benefit of tapping into what researchers refer to as the fourth macronutrient, which is what the ketone beta hydroxybutyrate is seen as in the research. We have proteins, fats, carbs, this is the three regular macronutrients, but this fourth one, the ketone, is a fuel. It's not just a way to burn fat, it's actually a fuel for our body that our body naturally endogenously makes in the state of nutritional ketosis. You can get that through ke the ketogenic diet and fasting. So I love it because it's kind of tapping into something that's within our DNA. I mean, all babies are born producing ketones and humans would have spent times in ketosis throughout human history. And there's such a genetic epigenetic mismatch between our world today and what and our environment, our environment and our genetics. And I see times of ketosis as a way to shorten that decrease that chasm between that genetic epigenetic mismatch um, because our 99% of our genetics haven't changed in 10,000 years, but our world has changed very dramatically in a very short period of time. So that mismatch is what researchers are really seeing as a major driver and what's triggering these genetic predispositions that have always been there, but that are being triggered like never before because of this onslaught of these epigenetic environmental stressors, whether that's the food supply or environment or chronic stress or toxicity, whatever you're, you're, you're discussing. But fasting and the ketogenic diet are great ways to kind of recalibrate our body. Paracelsus, one of the fathers of, 
of medicine. He was known as the actually the Martin Luther of medicine because he was a reforming medicine as time, like the end of the 1400s in Switzerland. He is known as the father of toxicology, but he called fasting the physician within, which I know is such a, a major central part of what you teach. It's kind of tapping into our body's inner doctor to do the work for us, to repair things that need to be repaired, heal things that need to be healed. It's all there uh, and we just need to tap into it. I love it. It's such a great point. And one of the things I know you and I both share with our audience is that idea that the body heals itself, right? We've got this inner physician, this inner healing power. If you cut your hand, it heals, right? It, your body heals itself. And it's not actually even turmeric or kale or another exotic superfood that heals you. It's your own body. It's so really supporting your body and doing that. And I think that's a big part of what fasting is about and what I know you teach uh, your patients, what you write about in your books. I want to mention, I know you've got a new book out called Intuitive Fasting, which, uh, which, which I'm super excited about to hear more about that book as well. And that'd be another question I had. Well, let, let's stick with fasting. I do want to ask about the intuitive eating here in a minute, but there yeah. are all, all different types of fasting. Talk specifically about intermittent fasting and what does that practically look like in someone's day? So the way that I advocate it in the book, uh, in intuitive fasting, is I want people to gain metabolic flexibility. So what I mean by that is that most people are really metabolically rigid. They're metabolically inflexible. They're always in this sugar burning mode, which is like kindling on the fire. Kindling's gonna get some light, get some energy, but it's gonna be short lived. You have to keep putting kindling on the fire. Your fire is gonna go out. And that's many people's energy levels and how they feel. They just, their flame goes out unless they have their six small meals a day, or they're gonna get really hangry and really irritable. So that's kindling on the fire. The alternative is burning fat for fuel or being fat adapted or keto adapted, and that's putting a log on the fire. It's more slow burning, more sustainable, Fasting, a clean ketogenic diet are two great ways to put that log in the fire. Look, there's a time in the and a place for kindling on the fire. So that's what metabolic flexibility is. You can burn both. You have the ability and the grace and the lightness to do both and not be bound only in the sugar burning mode, which is really not a fun existence. It's fatigue, it's inflammation, it's irritability, it's weight loss resistance. It's all that stuff that people just are bound by. Huge part of overcoming that is gaining metabolic flexibility, which intermittent fasting is a great way to do that. It's leaning in and sort of this proverbial yoga class for your metabolism where you're stretching and strengthening and then relaxing. I am a fan of, and the way that I advocate it in the book is to start with bigger windows of eating and then shrink the windows of eating or longer periods of fasting and then back out to longer periods of eating. So that is that macro variation or diet variation that is very, very, very powerful tool to tap into those genetic core things that we're born with to upregulate all these pathways that are really dormant. They're asleep. It's awakening that physician within things like autophagy or cellular recycling and anti-aging pathways and st activating stem cells that have been dormant or activating BDNF, your brain's ability to actually make new neurons and these antioxidant pathways, these longevity pathways, that's all the physician within that Paracelsus was talking about. Fasting increases that. But it doesn't take a long period of time to tap into that. The body is amazingly resilient. So you don't necessarily have to do super long fasting, even though there's benefits for that too. But intermittent fasting is a great way to tap into that healing mechanism, that healing mode 
without making it too punitive or too extreme. It's a nice, flexible way to tap into this. So we start off with a body reset fast, which is a 12-12 eating window. It's a very easy time-restricted feeding window. It's basically eating between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you're fasting through the night until you break the fast at breakfast. And then the next week, we go into a metabolic recharge. It's a bit deeper. Week three is uh, a cellular renewal. So it's almost what I call an almost OMAD approach, where, which OMAD is a one meal a day. So it is a 22 to 2 fasting to eating window. So that's when you get into the autophagy and the stem cell stuff. And then we loosen back up at the end. So it's that ebb and flow, the opening and contracting of those eating windows, that's a powerful tool for people to lean into. So this is a unique, a, you know, a unique style of doing the intermittent fasting. And one of the things I wanna, I wanna talk about here is, you mentioned two things, autophagy and stem cells. Let's first talk yeah. about, so one of the big benefits of intermittent fasting, and by the way, there's lots of them. I just wanna mention a few, like, you know, uh, intermittent fasting is great for hormones, right? It's great for gut health, tissue regeneration, all these things. But talk about what is autophagy and obviously that's connected to a big benefit of intermittent fasting. Yeah. So a ketogenic diet or intermittent fasting, like we're talking about, these are either fasting or, or fasting mimicking. They are a providing the body a slight hormetic effect or, or hormesis is the term for it. <clears throat> it's this good stress that we are tapping into that it's creating cellular resilience and that upregulates something called autophagy. Autophagy, breaking that word down, autophagy, it's self-eating. It's the all your healthy cells gobbling up all the dysfunctional diseased cells. So it's your think of it as your natural cellular recycling system, which is a powerful tool from an anti-aging standpoint, an anti-disease standpoint, and a cellular renewal standpoint. We all do have autophagy, but because of modernity and all of it, again, this genetic epigenetic mismatch that our DNA is living in this brave new world, that so much autophagy is downregulated. It's just not being supported. And this is a way to really allow your body to tap into this thing that's lying really dormant in many people. Yeah, it's incredible. And so again, you're re it's really putting your body in a self-healing mode where now your body is regenerating. It's creating new and healthy tissue. It's breaking down all that inflammation uh, within the system, which is incredible. And then you mentioned the other thing, stem cells. Talk about what stem cells are and, and, and really how, you know, how, how fasting impacts stem cells. Yeah. So stem cells are needed for cell renewal as well as body renewal, tissue healing, wound healing, degenerative changes to actually renew. The old thought was that, specifically in the brain, that you know once neurons were gone, that there was no reparation, there's no repairing process going on. But now we know of neuroplasticity, actually the brain's ability to make new neurons and to heal and repair and stem cells are a major part of that so these sort of undifferentiated baby cells are now allowing your body to repair and to make new what was once dysfunctional so it's a really a, a powerful tool to tap into i love it and you know i and, and i see this i've got some friends that are uh, i got a friend that's an orthopedist he was the orthopedist for the new england patriots at uh, patriots in boston celtics his name's ethan kellum and, uh, and he does a lot of stem cell injections, you know, so he'll use stem cells really, but it's incredible. I mean, it's helping recreate a, you know, partially torn ACLs and healing herniated discs and all of these things. So anyway, stem cells, anytime you can do something to support your body in creating more stem cells, 
that's where healing is happening. So if you need to heal from anything, stem cells are important and fasting is something that helps you do that. So everybody, that's obviously something that you want to be able to tap into and why I love your program, Dr. Well, and your books and all the things you do is you've been able to combine powerful diets like certain aspects of keto, certain in aspects of fasting, and focusing on the exact foods that reduce inflammation and putting all of those together to create just such a powerful impact into somebody's body. Talk to me about this as well. So you know, when we're talking about, and, and how does that work for people? Like when you see patients, like, like, and you're creating a plan for them, like, like, how do you decide, Hey, you know, this person needs to do this type of fasting or this person's keto, or this is not like, what are some of the decisions? Do you do, you do blood work? Like, do you just look more at their patient history? Like how, how do you come up with some of your plans? Yes. Uh, labs, comprehensive health history. Those are two things that can really give you a lot of information to, to learn at these learn about these subjective and objective biomarkers or things to look at, pearl, clinical pearls to look at, determine how you could be there for somebody and determine what type of fasting protocol is right for them, what type of food protocol is right for them, what type of natural medicine protocol is right for them. So we talk a lot we, to them. We listen a lot to them. We kind of how I explain like this duality of functional medicine, there's the science and then the art, the science is the labs and health history and all that stuff. But the, the art of it is just holding space for them, listening to them and really just picking up on things that they made, they say so flippantly, but you know, Hey, wait, that means something. So and we're just taking lots of notes and labs can really tell you about someone's metabolism, looking at a comprehensive metabolic panel, looking at their glucose or A1C, triglycerides, looking at their inflammation levels will determine their metabolic flexibility. So what I wanted to do with the book, because I'm not there running labs and looking at their health history, is I put a metabolic flexibility quiz in intuitive fasting so they can, it's adapted from questions that I ask patients, but it's showing them, hey, how's your metabolism? How metabolically flexible are you? Are you really metabolically flex flexible or fairly flexible or not so flexible? And they can compare that as they do these cycles of four weeks of intermittent fasting that I advocate in the book. So they can see those numbers improve, which those numbers on the quiz are going to be a sign that the body is becoming more metabolically flexible. And I would assume if they were running labs, they could quantify that as they improve their health. You know, one of the things that I hear that makes fasting difficult that people will say is I'm very hungry, you know, like it's the cra it's the cravings. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what, what, what do you say to patients about, Hey, how, how are you going to get through that over a period of a few days? And then how long do those cravings last? Have you found when people do your program, do they have a lot of those cravings still? Or if they don't, what, 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 what how do you lessen those cravings? Well, it depends on how metabolically flexible they are. I, the way that I do it in the book, we start off with a pretty light intermittent fasting window and then every week we lean into it but it's some people will be fine leaning in one week and then one week a little bit deeper of a fast the next week a bit deeper they'll be fine some people and i actually put this in the book because i see patients obviously i'm seeing everybody's a, everyone's they're different that, that if they need to repeat that fast a second week and a third week at that lighter fast go with your where your instincts are i mean it's part of the reason why i call the book intuitive fasting there's uh, some other reasons too i guess we could get to but the, the one of the other reasons i want people to have that sort of inner awareness about themselves to not feel rushed or just because it's in a book they can really kind of take it lower and slower 
to give their body that time and that grace to lean into this because this isn't a fad diet. This is just integrating wellness into your life. It's integrating metabolic flexibility into your life. And we all have so many variables to consider. So it's okay to take it. Some people just go too fast too soon, right? They're just going deeper fast when they don't need to. So take it lighter, allow your body to adjust it to it, and then slowly lean into it. But that doesn't mean that having some hunger is necessarily even a bad thing either. So people have to kind of put that in context that we are so used to always being satiated that we're very uncomfortable with even a little bit of hunger pangs. So I want people to also learn and use this as a time, and this is really, the, I guess, the second reason why I call it intuitive fasting, to learn about themselves, actually hear their intuition. Because sometimes it's so hard to differentiate between intuition and imbalance. When your body's out of imbalance, out of balance, it's there's so much noise going on in the body. And as far as hormonal imbalances or inflammation, is it intuition or is it hormone imbalance? Is it intuition or hangriness? Is it intuition or or cravings, insatiable cravings? And stress eating, emotional eating isn't intuitive eating, but I want people to get to a place of intuitive eating. But when you're metabolically inflexible, you're bound by the loud noise of imbalance. But I want them to hear that still small voice of their intuition, which takes time. So sometimes it's all right to have, there's a time for fasting and a time for eating, and it's all right to feel a little bit of, of hunger. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I know for myself. So when I, I, I actually did intermittent fasting for a couple of years. This was back many years ago. And one of the things I kind of started off not eating till nine o'clock and then waiting until 10 and then it was 11 and it was noon and then it was one o'clock. And then I would just eat at, at like, you know, around actually by the time I, I, I felt pretty good eating at like noon, three and six, like I would just have those, you know, I didn't have just a sn small snack in between, but I felt really, you know, I felt really good doing that, but just listening to my body kind of easing my way into it. So I just wanted to say, Hey, I, I've done that myself and it was a great way to ease myself into fasting and I felt great doing it. You know, yeah. you've used the word a few times now, it's the name of your book, intuitive fasting. Talk about what the, Give me that definition or what exactly is that and how can people be intuitive in their fasting or their eating? So I, I, I'm a firm believer that we should really be governed by an intuition and be governed by sort of an innate knowledge of what our body loves and doesn't love. Uh, and But it's really hard, again, to be eating from a place of intuition when there's imbalance in the body. Metabolic inflexibility blood sugar imbalance, uh, inflammation is really going to impact you on many different levels. It's physiologically, it's going to impact your hormonal signaling, your gut-brain axis. There's many dysregulation going on, which is going to create that, uh, both physical and metaphorical noise in the body. Uh, and they're going to not know what's up or down, and they're going to crave things that the body actually doesn't need, but they think that they need it. And they're going to be bound by these cravings and fatigue. So to create a stillness in the body, sort of center and root yourself, you have to gain metabolic flexibility. So we're using this flexible intermittent fasting to actually gain your awareness to hear actually what your body loves, this intuition, sort of this deep knowing that people have. So at that point, they're not bound by their cravings. They actually know I eat when I'm hungry. I eat until I'm satiated. Uh, this food doesn't make me feel good. And they are also know I, I can go longer periods of time without eating, not because they're willing it or it's a protocol in a book, but just because 
they are less hungry because they have that log in the fire of being more fat adapted or keto adapted. That's what I'm talking about is that's, that's really that place of grace and lightness that I want people to find themselves in. So they're not so uh, rigid or bound by it. They're not dieting. They're just kind of eating intuitively. And that's, that's the goal. I love it. And I think it's so important. I think at this point in my life too, and for my, myself, my wife, Chelsea, you know, we, we are, we are very intuitive eaters. We're really listening to our body. And also I think we know, Hey, certain times of year, I just intuitively know, hey, you know what it's, it's, you know, Chelsea was saying this the other day, like, uh, you know, or she says this at different, different, different seasons. Like, I think it's time for us to start, you know, eating some soup. Hey, I think it's time to make that chili. I think it's time. Hey, it's spring. It's time to eat more salads in the summer. It's time for watermelon. Like I think, mm -hmm. you know, this things of both the food to eat, but also the times to eat, how much you eat. Uh, you know, I, I love that thing. And, and, and it goes back to this thing that you talked about earlier. Um, we've got a doctor within us. Listen to the doctor, right? Let, yeah. Listen to what your body is telling you you need. And, and that doesn't mean that sugar cravings, if you're craving that sugar, it's that. It's more this, uh, you know, having this wisdom and knowing like, okay, my body wants something sweet and it's probably cinnamon and a sweet, and, and a, you know, and a couple bites of sweet potato or a few blueberries or raspberries, but it's not saying process. So anyways, just wanted to clarify that. But yeah, yeah I think I, I love the yeah. idea of intuitive eating. I think for someone's lifetime, I mean, it's the way that they're going to be the healthiest because again, they're listening to your body. Your body knows, you know, mm -hmm. being able to tell those warning signs. In fact, you know, you look at Chinese medicine, you know, the doctors just figured out everything from, hey, let me look at your facial complexion. Let me look at your tongue, feel your pulse. The body tells you Mm -hmm. what it needs. What it, so anyways, just want to say, I love that. I want to encourage everybody. Hey, make sure, uh, check out Dr. Will's new book, Intuitive Fasting. You can go to amazon.com. Just search Dr. Will Cole. He's got several great books out. You can go to barnesandnoble.com. You can go to your local bookstores and bookstores nationwide, but it's called Intuitive Fasting. It's one of the best books on fasting ever written. And I'll say this, it's different than the other books on fasting because it's really working with what your body wants and needs. It's incorporating some things with doing those healthy fats. So the other thing I can tell you, everybody from just, you know, looking through what Dr. Will's program is, is that it's also going to put you in a position where you're going to have less of those cravings because of the food you eat. And well, maybe that's the next question here for you. That's a difference, right? Between what you're recommending and others, because if somebody just says, I'm going to intermittent fast, and then they go and eat the wrong thing. Maybe they're having a bowl of, you know, cereal with, with wheat and corn in it and then having, you know, some pasta for lunch. That's not going to work very well with fasting, is it? No. I, and I look, there's, there's a difference between science and scientific literature and, and studies that have been done to show the efficacy and the, the power of intermittent fasting because a lot of studies were done where they didn't change their diet much it was a specific windows of time to show yes there's benefits of that you're going to see metabolic markers improve etc that's for research that's not for real life when you're talking about long-term sustainable plans i as a functional medicine practitioner wouldn't advocate fasting your way out of a poor diet i don't think that's the goal here um, but so pairing and i think intermittent fasting is powerfully amplified exponentially so when it's paired with a nutrient-dense diet because it's going to like you said it's going to work symbiotically so when you're breaking that fast you can actually be really supporting that fast even beyond the fast and like i mentioned with ketotarian it's a clean nutrient-dense mostly plant-based ketogenic diet 
it is mimicking a lot of the same benefits of fasting. So even when you're breaking the fast, you're eating this delicious food, but you're still in ketosis. So you're kind of still leaning into those fasting mechanisms for that physician within. But then there's a time and place. Of course, you talked this brilliantly in your book, and I advocate for it as well, is most people do well with a cyclical ketogenic approach. So there's a time and place for that clean kindling. It's not the dirty kindling of like the refined carbohydrates and junk food and sugar. It's talking about the sweet potatoes and, and rice and fruit and things like that. And that's okay. So I, women do better with a cyclical ketogenic approach. So I advocate for that in the book. So it's not always in ketosis. It's not always deep fasts. It's about both. And that's what metabolic flexibility is. I love it. I love it. So a few more questions for you. Are there any supplements? Are there any herbs? Are, is there anything else that you recommend when somebody is looking at fasting or, you know, cutting some of the carbs, getting more of the fats? Are there any specific nutrients or herbals or supplements that can really support somebody's body in doing this and seeing results? Absolutely. So, I mean, the, when somebody's fasting, I think a good Segway food or food medicine that people can lean into when they are trying to gain metabolic flexibility. They're off of a lot of the carbohydrate junk food. They, what I call metabolic purgatory. They're not fully a sugar burner. They're not. They're they're not fully a fat burner. They don't have the log in the fire yet. I think something like MCT oil or coconut oil, some sort of easily usable, bioavailable source for the brain as fuel, is a great tool. And it's going to not break the fast. It's not going to stimulate insulin. It's not going impact, to impact blood sugar negatively. Uh, so that's a good tool. You can add that to tea. You can add that to coffee. I think that's a good thing to try. Not that everybody has to do it for all their fasts. And I think the more metabolically flexible you are, leaning into those autophagy pathways, you may not even need that as you go forward. But it's a great tool to use for the first couple months and then as you'd like after that. Um, and I think things as well that are good to help balance blood sugar and balance uh, your stress response are adaptogens, which I know you and I are major yeah. fans of from a long time. But th adaptogens are a great way to regulate your brain adrenal axis, your brain endocrine axis. So when someone is fasting, I think that adaptogens are very complementary to the things that we're trying to, to optimize here. Yeah, I totally agree on the adaptogen front. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I'd hoping you mentioned because I know you and I have talked about that before. You write about it in your books, you know, especially some of the ones like, you know, ashwagandha would be at the top of the list. Uh, Romania, um, rhodiola, holy basil. I mean, there's so many reishi mushroom, you know, cordyceps. So anyways, I couldn't yeah. agree more. Love that advice. What about lifestyle practices? Are there any of the lifestyle practices you talk about in the book? Any natural mm -hmm. therapies that you think can really support people, especially as we're talking about weight loss, like burning that extra body fat that sits around the organs that causes disease, but also doesn't look good on people or the people don't mm -hmm. want, I, I should say right. instead. Um, and then also, you know, balancing, we know how important insulin is, right? If you look at Alzheimer's, it's called type three diabetes, polycystic ovary syndrome and, um, and infertility. A lot of times those are insulin issues. So talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, as, like uh, other I'm talking about lifestyle things that may be able to support some of these things. Yeah, I think that there's some really compelling research around fasted workouts. And I talk about it at length in intuitive fasting because I want people to optimize their time of fasting. And not to say that everybody has to do this. I definitely think you should start learning 
how your body is. And at the beginning, maybe people shouldn't be doing this, but take it easy to start off low and slow. But I do think that getting to the place where you are able to do a decent high intensity interval training or some sort of burst training, some sort of either cardio or weight training or both during a fasted state in a fasted state can really exponentially increase the benefits of that workout because it's adding to that hormetic effect, that hormesis that I talked about earlier, that fasting puts you in that state of good stress. Uh, is that cellular renewal? Well, so does working out as well. And it sort of amplifies those benefits that physician with in time. Uh, and, uh, not everybody, again, start off low and slow. Don't You don't want to expend too much energy if you're not that metabolically flexible, but that's the goal. It's as you gain metabolic flexibility, you can do more of those things and actually feel great doing them. Uh, so that's a, definitely a tool to increase lipolysis or fat burning. So if someone has trouble losing weight, a fasted workout can be definitely something to experiment with. Stress management, of course, is very, very paramount. So especially if they are a, kind of addicted to food or they have an emotional attachment to food, I have this whole section of basically uh, using your meal time. I call them metaphysical meals. So basically using that time of fasting when you would have that breakfast or that lunch or that snack to really go in and use it as a time of prayer and meditation to learn about yourself and to calm your stress hormones, to, to allow that fast to really be an introspective time to learn about yourself, to learn about your body and maybe what you lean on, the things you lean on maybe aren't the most healthiest habits and you can start to undo that, that programming that you've been doing for maybe a long time. I love you saying this, Dr. Will, because actually one of the things I did yesterday is I, I, I did a fast and spent a lot of time in prayer almost the whole day uh, in prayer. You know, Chelsea and I were, you know, praying for our nation. We were praying for um, just some breakthroughs. And I think, you know, when you look at throughout history, fasting was done, you know, it's, it's referenced quite frequently in the Judeo-Christian faith, especially early on. Mm -hmm. I know uh, later on uh, in the religion of Islam, but all that being said, you know, fasting has been done for, for a long period of time, a lot of times for spiritual breakthroughs, for breakthroughs in life to overcome addictions. And so I think, you know, it, it, that's the other big thing as we talk about fasting and that I love that you, you know, just referenced there and you reference in your books is, you know, fasting, if you are going to fast, uh, be conscious as well of um, replacing maybe that time you spend eating or doing something else with doing something that's really going to help deepen you as a person, that's going to help you better serve humanity, just increase your character, you know? And so, and again, prayer, meditation, these things are fantastic. So anyways, I'm just, uh, so and I know this is why, you know, why, why you're a you know, close friend of mine is anytime we're grabbing lunch at True Food Kitchen or I'm seeing mm -hmm. you, we're speaking at a similar event, you know, we're talking about our relationship with God, spirituality, but we're also, of course, talking about food as medicine. We're big foodies, so we're mm -hmm. enjoying mm -hmm. a meal together. But anyways, I love that, that you cover these, some of these, some of these things in your book and the lectures you teach that again, it's about food and eating healthy, but it's also about health is body, mind, and spirit, right? We got to take care of our mm -hmm. spirits and fasting is actually a great way to nurture yourself spiritually. If you have a good type of gratitude practice, prayer, meditation along with that. Yeah, totally. I mean, it could be something as simple as journaling and like writing things yeah. you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be super difficult or super like as, you don't have to be a Zen meditation master. You could just do very simple things to cultivate gratitude or cultivate stillness or appreciation in your life. So it definitely is important. And so I really want this book to be not just about physical health, but hopefully grow, grow in spiritual health and, and to mental, emotional health too.
I love it. Well, hey, I want to encourage everybody listening. Hey, go and check out Dr. Will's new book. You can just go to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and search Dr. Will Cole or Intuitive Fasting. And you can find his book, Intuitive Fasting, in bookstores nationwide, along with his other books um, like Ketotarian and The Inflammation Spectrum. He's got a great book there as well. Uh, Dr. Will, where can everybody find you? Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you so much. Uh, everything's at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. They can get all the links to the books there. They could be offer a free webcam or phone health evaluation if people want to get a functional medicine perspective on their case. So yeah, everything is at drwillcole.com. I love it, guys. Check it out, drwillcole.com. Again, thanks, Dr. Will, for coming on. Again, Dr. Will is an expert in functional medicine, a best-selling author of multiple books, and a good friend of mine. I want to say, Dr. Will, thanks again for coming on. And I'm sure I'll have you go, uh, on again here in the near future. Thanks, buddy. Great. Thanks, Dr. Will. Thanks, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.